Guess what? It's the National Day of Prayer. I just discovered that this morning. So, join me today as we do a special episode focused on prayer. Reformed and Evangelical, Confessional and Missional. Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 103, a psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your disease? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Who satisfies you with good? so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as, the, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. This is the word of our Lord. Here's a special Learn the Faith segment for the National Day of Prayer. This is question 178 from the Westminster Larger Catechism. What is prayer? Answer. Prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God in the name of Christ, by the help of His Spirit, with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgement for His mercies. And a scripture proof for that is Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, which says, maybe, it says, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened for to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, 
If he seeks, if his son asks him for a bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is heaven in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him? Alright, so today for the National Day of Prayer, I wanted to first just read a quick little thing that talks about the history of the National Day of Prayer, and then I was going to read the uh, 2019 prayer guide from it. Uh, it I never really understood what it was, um, I just knew that it's something that they observed every year, but I was reading a little bit about the history and I thought it was pretty cool. So here, this is from the National Day of Prayer website. So their mission, it says, is the to mobilize the unified public prayer in for America. And it's the first Thursday of every May. And it was established, um, here's some information about it. The National Day Prayer is an annual observance held on the first Thursday of May, of May inviting people of all faiths to pray for the nation. It was created in 1952 by a joint resolution of the United States Congress and signed into law by President Harry S. Truman. Our task force is a privately funded organization whose purpose is to encourage participation on the National Day of Prayer. It exists to communicate with every individual the need for personal repentance and prayer to create appropriate materials and to mobilize the Christian community to intercede for America's leaders and its families. The task force represents a Judeo-Christian expression of the national observance based on our understanding that this country was birthed in prayer and in reverence for the God of the Bible. All right, um, so... Uh, sorry, I was just looking here at something else. Then, uh, some of the history. So in 52, it was, uh, the bill was initiated. In 74, a subcommittee on, uh, world evangelization was held in Switzerland. Um, and out of it became, came the U.S. Luzanne Committee, now Mission America, and America's National Prayer Committee. Uh, and... The first uh, National Day of Prayer Observance organized by that committee took place in 1983, and uh, um, in 1987, Senator Thurmond wrote a bill, and it introduced uh, this law, and it amended the the old public law, and so it um, pretty much, it said... uh, or it just amended that, sorry. Oh, and then um, the bill passed in 1988, uh, signed by President Reagan. And uh, that designated the first Thursday in May as that time. All right, so here's the uh, prayer guide for 2019. I'm just going to read this over, and then we're just going to spend some time uh, praying. And so I'm just going to read over this really quick. Um, so the verse this year is uh, to love one another. And that's from John 1334. Uh, love one another just as I have loved you. So the first thing is to pray for America to love one another. And then the second one is pray for the church in America to love one another. 
and that's uh, John 13 35 by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another three is pray for families workplaces communities and cities in America to love one another first John 4 7 says dear friends let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God four is to pray for all ethnicities and people in America to love one another that's 1 Corinthians 13, verses 6 to 8. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. 5. Pray we will love God and each other so much that we will agree clearly, unite visibly, and pray extraordinarily for the, great, for the next great spiritual awakening in America. Romans 13:11 says, "Besides this, since you know the time, it is already the hour for you to wake up from sleep, because now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed." So, that one's really uh good because um today is a new day, and every day we are one cl- one day closer to as Paul put it, uh our salvation. It's nearer now than when we first believed. Every day we're getting closer to the day when Jesus will return, and one day he will return, and there'll be no more chance for people to repent and believe. So we need to be praying that we can unite as a church for to create the next great spiritual awakening, to evangelize the masses and and that we need to be praying that God would um send harvesters out in the field and make the har the harvest uh, or the the crop uh, ripe for harvest so that people will come back to the Lord. All right, so um, here's the seven centers of influence in America and how to pray for them. Government, uh, pray for the federal, state, and local. Pray for the uh, leaders and civilian servants to love one another by valuing one another, respecting one another, and working together for the greater good of our nation. For the military, Pray for courageous and wise leaders, for God's protection, for continual dependence on God. For media, pray for communicators of truth, that they would share inspirational stories, that they would respect one another. For businesses, pray for there to be leaders of honesty and integrity, that they'd be creators of economic blessing, helpers of and givers to the local community. Education, pray for education that highly values truth, that expects excellence and prepares students to win. Pray for the church. Pray that there would be uh, that the church would become more and more biblically based and Christ centered. Pray that it would become Holy Spirit empowered, and that it would be Great Commission driven. And then pray. I think the one that really is the initiator of this, the cornerstone of it all, is to pray for the family. Pray that families would follow the Bible. That families would stay together. And that they would practice forgiveness and love one another. All right. Um, that's, that's from the National Day of Prayers website. And so next we will go into a devoted time of prayer. All right. Now let's start praying. We're going to start by using the ACTS method of prayer, which is adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Because before we can go to God with our requests, we need our hearts right. And we do that by worshiping Him and thanking Him and confessing our sins to Him. So first, here's a verse for preparation. 
This is 1 Timothy verse 1, 5 and 1, 19. Verse 5, But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And verse 19, Keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered a shipwreck in regarding to their faith. All right, now a verse for worship or adoration. Godly prayer, uh, this is, um, I'm sorry, this is a quote, and it says, Godly prayer is fundamentally an act of worship. It is an expression of our praise, our unworthiness, our desire to see God's will fulfilled, and our utter dependence on Him for all of our needs. And that's from Steps to Successful Prayer, Part 2, by John MacArthur. So now take some time to adore and worship God, to praise Him, because our unworthiness doesn't deserve anything, but He gives it to us anyways. And we desire to see God's will fulfilled. And we depend on Him utterly for all of our needs. So worship Him for that. Alright, now a verse for confession of your sins or contrition of heart. Psalm 99, verse 8. O Lord our God, You answered them. You were, for, you were a forgiving God to them, and yet an avenger of their evil deeds. So now, confess your, your sins to God and know that He is a forgiving God, but yet He's an avenger of each of your evil deeds. But if you trust in Jesus, that avenging is not done on you because that punishment was already paid by Christ when He died on the cross. So confess to Him all of those sins and remember that you are forgiven in Christ and that those sins were paid for on the cross and that, you're, and that your Savior, Jesus, suffered for your sins. All right, now a prayer for thank, or a, a verse for thanksgiving. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Speak of all of his wonders. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his wonders which he has done, his marvels and the judgment uttered by his mouth. All right, now let's get ready to go into our time of prayer, praying for our nation. And let's do that uh, first by this verse, getting ready to give, this is on supplication. It's 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. All right, now let's pray first for that our leaders, our national, local, uh, all levels of government, that our leaders would fear the Lord. And a verse for that, Psalm 2, verses 10 and 11. 
Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Pray that God would guide our leaders. Proverbs 21 verse 1 says, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. All right, and pray that our leaders, or that we as a people, and especially us as Christians, would be in a godly way subject to our leaders. Romans 13 verse 1 says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. And that verse clearly shows that even if you don't like your leaders, even if you disagree with them, even if you think they're the worst leader ever, they are established by God, so you need to be subject to them. And he does it for his purpose. He has a purpose for every leader that he puts in place. All right, and now let's pray for all leaders. So let's pray for all of our leaders, whether it's those that we agree with, or those that we disagree with. And the reason for doing this is because this will help you to lead a quiet life and a peaceful life that's godly and holy. And it'll help you to not get into these hurtful arguments and uh, debates and just petty things about politics. So 1 Timothy 2 verses 1 through 2 says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving So yes, even thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And you know, when Paul wrote this, he's writing it to Timothy. And he wasn't writing it in our American church where we're thinking about, oh, maybe we don't like this person's stance. No, he's calling him to pray for for the kings and those in authority who were at this time killing Christians just for being Christians. And he's telling them to give thanksgiving for those people and to pray for them and to make petitions for them. All right, and then let's pray that God, because remember, God is who makes our nation great. So now let's pray that he will continue to make our nation great. We can't become great again or become great by any leader or by any man or your vote is not going to determine whether or not our country is great again. God is the only one who can do that. And from Job, Job 12, 23 to 25, we see that he makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and he disperses them. And how about that he would heal our nation? Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So that's the answer. If you see problems in our nation, things that you wish would change, the answer isn't political activism or... Uh, you know, getting on Facebook and yelling about it or whatever, the answer is to humble yourself to the, to God's authority, to understand he's in control and to pray and seek his face.
All right, now let's pray that um, we can seek whatever's best for our nation, that we will be active in our nation, in our politics, and in our economy, so that our nation can prosper. Because although we are exiles in this country, taken away from our citizenship in heaven, we still need to be here seeking to do the best for this country that we live in. Jeremiah 29 verse 7 says, Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. All right, and then finally, let's pray that our leaders, our elected leaders, would surround themselves with godly advisors. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says, For lack of guidance a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. No leader can do it on their own. They need people around them, and every leader surrounds themselves with people. So let's pray that God would give them godly advisors who lead them towards the Lord. All right, and now together, let's pray the Lord prayer that the Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.